got a case for you. There's been a kidnapping. Thornton Hall is no place for anyone who believes. I'm happy we have another set of eyes looking for Jesse. But I do hope you know what you're getting yourself into. Take a look around and then you tell me. Who's more welcome here? The living or the dead? Fire so red. Night so black. Dear, Dear sweet father, please come back! And welcome to the Senior Detectives Podcast, a cozy corner to talk about mysteries of all kinds. I'm Hannah. And I'm Lauren. Today we will be covering the 2013 Her Interactive video game, Nancy Drew, Gorst of of Tarnhaw. Today we will be covering the 2013 Her Interactive video game, Nancy Drew, Ghost of Thornton Hall. I'll start with the first shots of the game. Nancy wakes up in the middle of the night in her bedroom in River Heights to her phone ringing. The call is from Savannah Woodham, an old professional contact of Nancy's, who has a case for her. There has been a kidnapping of a young girl named Jessalyn who needs to be found fast. She disappeared from Thornton Hall, a haunted house on a spooky island with a troubled family. Who better than our skeptic amateur sleuth to take the case? Nancy Drew! Nancy Drew! This is very much the same setting as um, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. Yes, which we just covered. (laughs) It feels like the setting feels so similar. This is supposed to be off the coast of Georgia, right? That sounds right, yeah. But it's very, very similar in feel. (laughs) Swampy, marshy, spooky island with a house on it. Yeah, like an old plantation style house. I think on this one, there's not even any roads. Um, like there's just one house and maybe a factory on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot going on, and a cemetery, obviously, because why not when you have a tiny island <laughs> that's spooky? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember this was the first Nancy Drew game I'd e- yeah, I ever played. Right. This was the very first one. Oh, it's such a good introduction. It is. It's one of the stronger games. And I remember feeling so silly because it was a kid's game, but it still like legitimately oh. creeps me out. The music is really It's creepy. the spookiest one. You started with the spookiest one. I did, for yeah. sure. I mean, there's ghosts in it and like actually like ghosty supernatural shit happens. So. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I really like this one though. Um and the music is like really really great. If you want like mm. good ambient spooky music for if you're yes. feeling the Halloween times, the soundtrack for this game is where you want to where you want to go. Definitely agree. Play it in the dark if you can cuz it's kind of a dark game. However, when we played it together in our playthroughs on Hannah's YouTube channel, uh mm-hmm. it was during the day and i'm very grateful because <laughs> i was the one playing that time and i'm a big fat scary cat <laughs> uh. <laughs> this game also has one of my favorite if not my favorite nancy drew character from any of the games oh? in it 
Oh, Harper, Harper is. Oh. I adore yes. her. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> I love her so much. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just get into it. Um, it's going to be kind of odd to talk about the plot of this one because, because of it being a video game, you can do things in different order. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain things are set in order, but other things are kind of open to however you approach them so it's a lot less linear than some of the other nancy games which if you haven't caught on we love and is our namesake (laughs) Um, you can be a senior or a junior detective in the nancy games um we have a very soft spot in our heart for these games and we did make our outline using our own playthrough which you can go watch on hannah for a gaming um on youtube Yeah. So it's like, however that happened for us is how we're going to talk about it. But if you go and play it yourself, it's not necessarily going to happen like that. So the first thing Nancy finds, she enters like the gates for Thornton Hall. And the first thing you find on the ground, which is funny because I replayed the game for the podcast. Did you? Nice. And I did not see this piece of paper until like halfway through the game. (laughs) I just walked straight. I think because I had played the game already, I was like, all right, first things first, go to the manor. And I was just like, click, click, click. <laughs> Didn't even stop to pick okay, it up. Okay, so exactly what we're talking about. And it's like, it's such a canon of the Nancy games where it will not progress until you find some random bullshit item that's like mm. hidden amongst the weeds. Um, and we have been known to... <laughs> be stuck for Walk like 30 minutes many many times <laughs> because we didn't see a like piece of paper <laughs> but you find right in front of the gate uh there is a scavenger hunt list and it is what um jesselyn who is the the missing persons of this missing persons case was doing with her friend addison as like a bachelorette party mm-hmm. yeah so jesselyn was planning to get married And this is like her family home, but they don't live there. And so her and her best friend for her bachelorette night sleepover thing with only one person. Yeah, (laughs) weird. Decide to come here to this haunted place Mm -hmm. and do a scavenger hunt, which minus the haunted part sounds really fun. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on a bachelorette party scavenger hunt. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. I mean, that's basically what you did for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. But only one person and on like a spooky island in a haunted, decrepit house? No. No. No thanks. Mm-mm. Hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. And the last line item on this piece of paper is survive until morning. Yeah. No. So there's like a local legend surrounding the island talking about how there is the ghost of Charlotte Thornton. And nobody knows why she's still hanging around. She died in a fire. That's pretty much common knowledge, like public mm-hmm. knowledge. Not all that long ago. Right. Yeah. Not all that long ago. And kids like dare each other to come to the island and stuff like that. The myth, the legend. Yeah. Like to the point of, you know, she's basically like Bloody Mary. You know, when you would go to the bathroom and you would say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and like Bloody Mary was supposed to show up. They would do that, but with Charlotte. So, yes, infamous. 
and creepy as hell. Very, very creepy. There was no way I would ever do that as a kid. I was always a truth in a truth or dare game kind oh, of a kid. <laughs> me too. See, but that was because <laughs> I, I did not trust did. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, because they would give you some bullshit to do too. <laughs> yes. Here, eat this spoonful of all of the condiments in my fridge. and not about the spooks for sure um yeah so there's the legend of charlotte and so jesseline came with her friend based on this being her family history and before the morning was out she disappeared and her Mm -hmm. poor friend was left there all by herself and in the aftermath obviously her family came out to the island and has been undergoing searches to find her. Yeah, so the first person, depending on where you go, the first person you'll probably find and interact with is uh, Colton, who is Jesselyn's fiance. And this is the South, and this couple is very much like old money South. Yeah. Rich girl and rich guy it's like it's not an arranged marriage but they're like kind of it kind of is like they definitely like pushed these two together yes and i'm i mean they've been best friends since they were kids Mm -hmm. and it was one of those situations where everybody was like oh yeah they'll they're gonna get married one day and then just kind of really push that narrative until they did end up like getting engaged Mm -hmm. yeah and he is the stereotypical prep boy. Mm-hmm. I think in our playthrough of it, we talk about the name Colton and how it sounds like a golfer. <laughs> yeah, like right away, I have a mental image of this person. Yeah. No offense to our Colton fans out there, but I, yeah, I just, especially in our area, it conjures up a specific type of man. <laughs> yeah, very vanilla. Uh, <laughs> probably mm. not a nice guy. <laughs> not our favorite type of person. But he, just to double down on our already our opinions of him, he's like not really all that upset that she's missing. No. He seems pretty chill with the whole situation that yeah. his fiance is MIA. Yeah, and he claims that he doesn't think that she would run out because of pre-wedding jitters. But he has no idea why she would leave, even though he's supposed to be her partner in life. And he gives you her phone, but it's not charged. And I'm like, how do you not have a phone charger? And why have you not done everything in your power to get her phone charged? Because she's missing. Yeah. Seems important. Also, give it to the police. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So when Nancy takes the call from Savannah at the very beginning of the game, she's like, why aren't the police handling this? And Savannah's like, because there's only so much they can do and she needs to be found now. And I just thought that you could go do it also because it's haunted and you like don't believe in ghosts. Right. Yeah. She wants a skeptic on the case. Right. But I'm also like the police should definitely be handling this. (laughs) Yeah, they should. Yeah, they definitely should be able to do everything they need to do to find her. I don't know why that was the narrative, but (laughs) (laughs) I know it's to get Nancy there, but I'm like, give the cops her phone. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so the first thing you do when you play any Nancy Drew game is kind of make the rounds and meet and talk to Mm -hmm. everyone. 
So you walk into the house and then the first room on your right is like the parlor, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, it's like a sitting room sort of. Now, this house is old and run down Falling and no apart. one's been there for a long time. Yes. Every room is the creepiest possible version of said room that you can like Spooky. think of in your brain. Spooky, ooky, wooky. Yes, it's it's actually horrible. <laughs> I hate every room in this house. It's so scary. <laughs> There's super creepy portraits everywhere, like yeah. old-timey portraits. So you just feel like you're being watched all the time, and it's oh, yeah. unnerving. Paint is peeling off the walls. It's yeah. like cobwebbed up. The furniture is falling apart. Not to mention, as you walk from room to room, like throughout, like as you're playing the game, Nancy actually like sees like shadows and ghosts mm-hmm. and see and see stuff moving. There's auditory paranormal stuff like there's singing sometimes that's one of the Mm -hmm. worst ones so the atmosphere is really set for this game and walking into the house is i don't like (laughs) it gives me me all the wrong all the wrong vibes i do not like this house sometimes you just walk into a house and even if it's a perfectly Mm -hmm. fine house you're Mm -hmm. like nope this is not the one i can't tell you why the energy is bad off but this one (laughs) It's visibly not okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Immediately apparent. (laughs) But we meet Jessalyn's mom, Clara, in the parlor. She's like also clearly from money, kind of uppity, Mm -hmm. kind of uh, stressed. uh, I mean, for good reason, but weirdly calm. Like she says that she's not out searching for Jessalyn herself because... The cops thought it would be a good idea for someone to remain at the house in case Jessalyn shows up there again. Right. But she just stands in the one spot, which I know is like how it works in a Nancy game. But I'm like, why aren't you freaking out? <laughs> right. It it definitely puts a note of suspicion on her right away. I mean, we're already suspicious of Colton because he's not concerned. Right. And now we meet Clara and she's chill with just like sitting in a house doing nothing while her kid is missing. Yeah. Yeah. She just seems like a fussy rich lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. I mean, one of the first things she says is that she wishes a ransom note would show up so that she could basically just pay some money and get her daughter back. But she's like, I don't think that's what's happening. I think whoever took her wants us to sit in this broken home and wait for her. So clearly she's got some history with that place. Right. And she buys into it, you know, like it's interesting who buys into the supernatural stuff going on at this house because Colton doesn't seem phased at all by the presence of Charlotte's ghost and like the legend of Charlotte. And Clara seems very like, I think we are meant to be here sitting in this house, anguishing over where jessalyn is which seems like a sign of a guilty conscience Mm, that it does that it does Mm. Uh, she also believes jessalyn wouldn't just leave yeah like right before the wedding and she admits that apparently jessalyn and colton have been having some issues but nobody really specifically says what right um but that they've worked through it and everything's fine they just had like a rough patch mm-hmm. okay okay, okay. <laughs> whatever you say 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's outside being chill, so... neither of you care very much in this room you find some books there's two in particular that i want to touch on so like Mm -hmm. in nancy games you you often have a lot of books that you can read and they're relevant to puzzles um but this game in particular is super story heavy which i really like about it um yes definitely depends on what you're in a video game for if you like more of the puzzles or if you like more of the story um, this one is very story heavy. There's a lot of talking to people and a lot of reading and things like that. But you find a diary that tells the story of a woman named Sarah and her husband, Jeb, and what they call the factory accidents. And it's morbid as fuck. It's really heavy for a kid's game. <laughs> yes! So there's a factory on the island that is run by the Thornton family, owned and run by the Thornton family. It goes, there was an accident and it just says redacted, none survived. Yeah, like like it's blacked out on the page, but the, the, the one, the two words that are not blacked out is none survived. Like yeah. who, they're trying to erase history. Yeah, so apparently, because it's an island, uh, when conditions were rough and they couldn't get back to the mainland, the factory workers would stay overnight and sleep on the factory floor, which we'll get into this later because it's, like, part of the story. But, like, mm-hmm. the, wor- the like worker conditions of that, of yes. just, like, oh, you, you can't go home tonight, sleep on the floor where you work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't that- remember what sort of time frame the factory fire was meant to have happened in. I don't think it was that long ago. Right. Just like maybe three to four generations ago. I mean, their family is plagued with tragedy. So yeah. <laughs> like other things happen. Um, this is the first of those things. Right. Which I think is why they're plagued with tragedy is like. They think it's like a curse. People suspect it's payment for this. Yes. But Sarah was super like sweet, nice person. She like cared deeply for the workers and just like took care of them. I guess they called her Nana, right? Yeah, like a mother-ish type figure. She was the one that ended up finding the bodies of all of the factory workers in the morning. And she got like, she was obviously very upset and traumatized by this, but her husband Mm -hmm. basically just was like, Heck it. He hired new people. He constructed a house for them to stay in instead of sleeping on the factory floor and was like, that's good enough. We're moving on. Yeah. Sin's gone. <laughs> yeah. Just covered it up, basically. I guess it was long enough ago where a bunch of people could die like this and the records, as far as that was concerned, right. nobody's going to be really looking into it. He called it an accident. You find out it was, but I mean, still. There's still liability when accidents happen. Yeah. Yeah. So she took this really poorly um, and basically became a recluse until Mm -hmm. she died a few years later, like a fairly like early death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like wouldn't even leave her room. And it is rumored that she wrote a note that said, we have sown the black seeds of death and forevermore will harvest only blood. And they found it with her dead body 
that sounds like a curse to me. Yeah, yeah, Seems yeah. Seems like yeah, 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 yeah. case closed. Yep, yeah. you got a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so basically, when this happened, the family like split down the middle. Either they were on Team mm-hmm. Sarah or they were on Team Jeb. And they were like, this is horrible. It's so messed up. We cannot move on from this. We cannot live life the way that we have been. We've got to change and be good. Or they're like, it's business. Let's move on. Obviously, I think we know what side we would be on. <laughs> this, <laughs> Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> and that split continues on to like today. So the Thorntons that are alive that we meet in the game, some of them are very much team like business is business. Things happen. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep the business going. Mm-hmm. And then some people are basically saying we don't deserve this. We should just close everything down and actually like move on. Our family's like fucking cursed now. Maybe we should stop. (laughs) (laughs) The other book that Lauren mentioned is um, called Thornton's of Black Rock Island. And it's a kind of just like a family history, right? Yes. It's about the kind of relevant story that you find in it is about Clara's parents and their demise. So the mom of Jessalyn. They died in a plane crash uh, while on a trip, like dealing with family business, which once again, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself a very superstitious person, but I just, if shit like this was happening, I would yeah. be questioning well, it, I think. 100%. If my parents died in a plane crash on business and there's the whole nasty history of the family to begin with, I don't think I would continue on with it. And Clara does. She's no. up in that business. Yeah. Full steam ahead on the on the money-making machine. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, but she was raised with uh, Charlotte, who's the ghost that is haunting this hall, and Charlotte's sister named Harper, who we already said that we love, but we won't meet for a while. So, the, yeah, she was their cousin. Basically, like, the generation above... Nancy's mm-hmm. age people right because like Jessalyn yeah. and Nancy are about the same age it's like I feel like you hear about the ghost of Charlotte and so in your head you're thinking like oh it's right. this old timey ghost um, but it is literally yeah. like the main she character she would be probably aunt. in her 50s now <laughs> she died at 21 so I guess we'll talk about the third person uh, that you meet and then we'll come back around uh, to like starting Mm -hmm. gameplay and like the first sort of things you start doing um so before you walk into the house if you choose to go over into the cemetery which has like a traditional cemetery in it with tombstones but also has like a big mausoleum building in it and in the cemetery is wade who is also the first time that you meet him he's he scared the shit out of us (laughs) we were like oh my god (laughs) he like comes out of nowhere yeah (laughs) He definitely jump scares you the first time you meet him, which I think is the game's way of trying to be like, be suspicious of this guy. Be scared of him. I never was. No, I think he's the same thing with After Party. And we were like, yeah, I never right. thought it was a neat. Yeah. I never think it's, it's Wade. like the scapegoat. At no point yeah. am I convinced yeah, yeah, it's yeah. him. Totally. And I mean, he's really, really nice when he talks to you. And then whenever you go to leave a conversation with him, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's such a juxtaposition because he seems like such a Southern 
rough around the edges mm-hmm. kind of gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he'll randomly like yell at Nancy <laughs> yeah. as she's walking away after a perfectly pleasant conversation. It's weird. It's like they try to make him out to, you know, be the bad guy, but I he's just not. They definitely do try to try to make you think he's suspicious. But he is interesting. So Yeah. He's really into ghost hunting and he likes yes. recording them. He's also scared. (laughs) (laughs) And every time you talk to him, you can listen to ghost recordings, which I definitely accidentally clicked on a time or two and had to sit and listen to ghost recordings that I did not want. And it's like nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Just like most ghost recordings are. It's just like staticky noise. (laughs) But you find out that... He used to date Savannah, who is the woman who calls you at the beginning and, like, gets you out here. Because Savannah is a ghost hunter. She has written many books on it and et cetera. And they met while she was researching Clara's, not Clara. (laughs) They met while she was researching Charlotte's ghost and had a little thing and, I guess, broke up. Mm Mm-hmm. And right away, I trust him because you ask him about Colton and he's like, he calls him a shifty little punk. (laughs) (laughs) Right away, I'm like, like, okay, (laughs) this guy's like truth. Yes. Just spit the truth. Oh, another thing where I was endeared to him, he goes, he basically says that he doesn't think that Clara should be the one running the company. And Nancy goes, why do you want it? And he goes, oh, my God. Good gracious, no. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> don't say that out loud. He's like, absolutely <laughs> not. Don't even put that idea in people's heads. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is not a succession situation. I don't want that shit. But I she shouldn't it. be I just don't it. think she should have it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a good dude. And, I mean, you find out later that he went to jail for something, but you don't know what Mm -hmm. for a while. And, yeah, they really tried to make him seem like a bad dude. Right. Oh, my God, he went to jail. He is Team Sarah of the family split. Yeah, he calls it the split between good and evil. And he's trying to be on the good side. And he says that Jessalyn was the bright spot of happiness in the family. And she was definitely on the good side. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's cool. I don't mind him at all. Even though he hangs out in a graveyard, which is weird. So one of the first things Nancy does as you're like picking up random items in the way Mm -hmm. that Nancy does, where she just pockets any loose items that she possibly can. Oranges. Yes, we'll need those. Yeah, paint thinner. Wow. Mine. (laughs) I know. Nails? Yes. Well, I'll just take that. Uh, you never know. Uh, but you actually, yeah, you use paint thinner to um, rub a smudgy spot on one of the family paintings that's hanging up in the house. And mm-hmm. it's a portrait of Clara in the cemetery. And you rub away the spot and find that, like, there's extra graves in the cemetery that had been painted mm-hmm. over and hidden in this painting. Ooh, which is horrible yeah that's creepy yeah and it's so funny you go to talk to clara about it at one point and you're like hey what's up with the extra graves in that portrait and she's like we had those covered up for a reason and nancy is like oh well i took literal paint thinner to your oil portrait you have to hire (laughs) someone to redo that because i definitely just (laughs) erased it from your painting 
<laughs> oh, Nancy. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, we talked about it, that there's family portraits everywhere in the house. There's probably, mm-hmm. like, 10 to 15 of them throughout yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. They're all creepy. Mm-hmm. They are all creepy. And the three main rooms of the house that you're in, so you have, like, the downstairs parlor where Clara is. You have another... Like a workshop. Right, yeah, but it's like an indoor room, but it feels like a room that would be an outdoor room, like a shed. Yeah, like in a shed. It is utterly horrific. It's like if you tried to make a list of things to put in a room to make it the creepiest room you possibly could, it's this room. I hate it in there. Yes, there's hooks hanging from the ceiling, tools all over the place. Saws. Yeah, Ew, There's like a no. bunch of farming equipment, which like old dusty Jeans. farming equipment oh, yeah. is creepy to me. I don't know why. There's something inherently yeah. scary about it. But when it's all piled together in a shed and like abandoned, it's creepy. I'm sorry. I mean, it's such a trope, you know, mm-hmm. the people in the horror film run to the shed with all the scary tools. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get hacked. To death. And Nancy can literally die. There's a door in this room. And if you click on that door one too many times, a scythe falls and Nancy can literally like get her head lopped off, presumably. Like you can die so many ways in this game. room. <laughs> yeah. I want to point out this is meant for children. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's the creepy workshop. And then upstairs you have like a weird v-shaped hallway kind of with a landing which is where nancy's like sleeping bag and stuff is set up she's sleeping in a sleeping bag in the hallway in a creepy creepy hallway it's uh uh-uh. like we said it's v-shaped she's like basically sleeping at the point of the v and so when you walk up to where she's sleeping your back is then therefore to both of the hallways and you can't uh-huh. see like what is down the other hallway, which I think is why it, it creeps me out so much up here is because mm. the way you have to walk up there, you have to walk all the way in and then turn around. And it's so easy for something to just yes. be there. <laughs> yeah. And it's lit by lamplight. And at one end of this hallway is Charlotte Thornton's bedroom. Which is locked, and they say that it has been locked since the day she died, and nobody can get it open. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. So when you turn around, so there's the hallway with the stairs you just came up, and you turn around in the other end of the hallway, that whole section of the hall is just like creepy and cursed because her door is at the end. And so it's so ominous looking down there. And it's lined with portraits all the way down to it. It's like the Haunted Mansion. It really... (laughs) It is! I hate it. (laughs) I don't like it one bit. And we go back to the cemetery and you can find those gravestones that are like in the overgrown grass. And Mm. it says um, 54 souls on it so there's yeah. just a single gravestone with for all of the factory workers that died in that accident yikes right yikes and they painted over it and redacted it from their from her books. diary yeah like that's intense 
this game, like Lauren said, is really story heavy. And the backstory of this family is so dark if you really dive into Mm -hmm. it and think about it. And the Mm -hmm. reality is, yeah, we're playing a kid's game. And so they kind of just gloss over a lot of this stuff. Oh, they do. That is so dark. (laughs) I kind of forgot about it. Like, I remember it being spooky. But when I went back and was, like, paying attention really to the story for the podcast, I was like, damn, this is so heavy mm-hmm. wow yeah right and you talk to wade after you find the tombstone and he tells you the reason they died was that it was too cold and they couldn't get back to the mainland um and so they all bunkered down in the factory for the night together and built a fire to stay warm to survive and then the fumes and fire built up so much where it killed them Yeah, so they died by fire fumes, which comes back. In a creepy, creepy way. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so one of the first things that Nancy does is call, because we're here for Jessalyn. Like, I know the story is horrible, um, but we're here because there's a missing girl. (laughs) So that's what we're trying to find. And we call her friend Addison, who was there the night that she disappeared for the Bachelorette scavenger hunt. Mm Mm-hmm. And you learn a couple of different things from her. I mean, first off, she's kind of awesome for being traumatized. Yeah, she's really cooperative and Mm -hmm. definitely just wants to make sure that Jessalyn's okay and doesn't really have the time of day to lie about Colton or Clara or, like, defend them. She's like, I'm on Jessalyn's side, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever the situation. She says that Clara and Jesse had a strained relationship, but to her knowledge, I think she did say that her and Colton seemed fine. Mm -hmm. And then she goes over what happened the night of the bachelorette party. So they're there spending the night. They make some recordings, which we find later, Mm -hmm. um, like on her cell phone, which is dead. (laughs) And they start doing the scavenger hunt, but it seemed like Jessalyn wanted to find something specific. Like they were there for a reason. Mm -hmm. At one point throughout the night, Jessalyn screamed and disappeared for hours. This is where I would have had a full-on panic attack, I think, because... I (laughs) wouldn't have wanted to abandon my friend, but there is the reality is that I'm not going to be staying in that house if I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) So I I would have been frozen. But it's an island. Where are you going to (laughs) go? Well, they had to have got there somehow. Like, I feel like my instinct would have been like, leave and go get help to find her. Nancy gets there by ferry and the ferryman leaves. Maybe, maybe she couldn't leave. It's, well, even more panic inducing. She could have called someone. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like, either way, like, no matter what, I'm having a a freak out at this moment. Yes. I would already be breaking down. But what's worse, Jessalyn comes back after hours. She comes back and she will not talk to Addison. And... Like, Addison says that after that, it was super weird. She starts to feel fuzzy while she's trying to go to sleep. And some at some point, 
in the night. She like never really went to sleep, but it was like she was paralyzed and couldn't move, like sleep paralysis. She noticed that Jessalyn is gone and she heard the singing of Charlotte Thornton. <laughs> this is it. This is like sleep paralysis, <laughs> but it's like the worst possible conditions to have sleep paralysis. I've had it once and it was a terrible experience. Really? And I didn't know that. It's so scary because you you literally feel like you're going to die. <gasps> and oh, no. I remember feeling completely awake and trying to yell, like trying to wake Kendall up. And I was trying to like vocalize, but it was like. I was underwater or something like I it was like every time I would try to like express air to like talk, nothing would come out and I couldn't move my body. So I couldn't wake him up physically. And so I was just laying there like <sighs> in panic trying to wake Kendall up. But you're frozen. It's the weirdest, scariest feeling. Oh, no. That sounds horrible. It sounds awful. And like I had not ever experienced it when we played this game for the first time and after having had it mm. once i'm like oh my god like i it sounded terrible before i had ever had it happen to me she says it feels like there's like a weight on her chest and she can't physically move uh yeah and her friend is gone and when she like wakes wakes jesslyn's gone she's missing and she does not come back that time mm -hmm. so like what happened to her yeah, and I totally, Addison's like, I, I don't know if she says, like, I'm not coming back to the house, but she's not, I do not blame her for not being there. Oh, not at all. No, like, once you alert the authorities, I'm out. Like, I'm done. I'm not going yeah. back to that place that I am. Goodbye. There's trauma there now. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's a nightmare anyway. that she lived through. Yep. <laughs> and she, yeah, seems pretty cool and collected considering the situation. So up next, they were working on an epitaph hunt. And it's basically a puzzle where you go to one tombstone and there's an epitaph written on it. And based on that, you get a clue that leads you to another tombstone, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of it reminded me of the, um, the one in Nancy Drew, Legend of the Crystal Skull. Yes. Which is the very first podcast episode ever go listen to wow. it because <laughs> that one you you do go to tombstones and it leads you to the next one um but you have to go back in between every single time it was a right. lot <laughs> it's a little clunky but yeah that's like literally what they're doing it's like a um follow that bouncing ball kind of a puzzle and eventually it leads you to that crypt with several graves in it but it is locked and if you look at the gargoyle on top of the crypt, it points to the left. And that's, um, you realize that it leads you to that blank tombstone um, that reads 54 souls. Yes, which is creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, like the crypt. Yes, yeah. So obviously, Jesslyn and Addison also found that grave. Mm -hmm. Whether she knew it was there before or not, I don't know. Exactly. So you can go back and talk to Clara and she pretty openly dislikes Wade. Uh, she says he's only a nice guy when he wants to be. And he's just here to like stir up trouble basically is how she feels about him that he doesn't really care about Jessalyn and he's just here to 
bear witness, basically. Do you want to talk about where that storyline goes? Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that. Because, yeah, it is hard with this nonlinear game. Yeah. So if you go talk to Wade about the fact that Clara doesn't like him, he's basically like, well, okay, here's what happened. Because Clara's like, he went to jail. He's not a nice guy. And Wade is like, no. What happened was... He heard rumors that their factory, their plant on the mainland, was hiring people that could not afford to quit and treating them like shit. Yeah. And so the conditions were, you know, bad. Even after all of this time and all of these tragic events, Mm -hmm. they didn't really improve. And... Clara was very upset by that accusation, but he was like, I'm going to prove it. So he goes to the factory in the middle of the night and vandalized the machines. And obviously she found him and pressed charges and sent him to jail. If I wasn't already on Wade's side of things. Yeah. (laughs) Workers rights. Wade is an ally. Like he is trying his best. Yeah. And Clara's. Literally like, oh, he's not a bad person. He's been to jail, you know, and not so much like I'm the one who sent him there. So when you go back and talk to Clara about it, she says that she admits to pressing charges against Wade, but says that he didn't she didn't think he would go to jail. She was basically like, I just wanted him to get community service and then I would drop the charges. But Once it got the ball rolling, I lost control of the situation, and the judge wanted to make an example out of him. There's nothing I could do. Yes. (laughs) And you just want to roll your eyes when she's talking. Yeah. Every time you talk to her, pretty much, it's some (laughs) bullshit like this. Every time. And yeah, I'm never on Team Clara, ever, really. And you go tell Wade that again, and he's just like, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted me to go to jail. Absolutely, she did. The next big step in the story is that Savannah, the ghost hunter who hired you, sends you an EMF reader and um, some transcripts of people she's interviewed that claim to have seen Charlotte's ghosts. And... um, When you receive it, it says even ghosts have their favorite haunts. Charlotte requests a meeting with you. And the way that this note arrives is that you like walk into the house and where your stuff is, your sleeping bag and everything. There's like a new Mm -hmm. note folded on the table next to your stuff that has just appeared there. And it says in all caps in red writing, Nancy. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. I don't think it comes with the EMF reader. I think the EMF reader comes as like a package. Separate And this is separate. Yeah. And it says, Charlotte requests a meeting with you. Recite a rhyme with dreadful meter where dreadful meter is at its peak. Make yourself blind. Don't dare peak. Call Charlotte home and hear her speak. She may just let you live. <laughs> this is the worst note to receive. It's so horrible. I'm glad Nancy's yes. such a skeptic because I would get this and be like, guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna bounce, guys. Which is why Savannah hires. She's her so about. much braver than I am. It's incredible. Yeah, so you kind of don't know what this means for a while. You can kind of put together that the meter that it's talking about is the EMF 
reading. Mm-hmm. So you can go to different parts of the house and see where it's peeking out. Mm-hmm. But you don't know the rhyme yet. Right, yeah. So you got to go talk to people and figure that out. Don't know how to summon Charlotte. Yeah, so you get a little more backstory on Colton here um, and his perspective on the family. Like we mentioned, he grew up with Jessalyn and they were best friends. And he tells you that Clara's mom died, which we read about. It's the plane crash. Um, So she grew up with her cousins, Charlotte and Harper. They were basically raised as siblings. And he and Jessalyn decided to get married because everyone knew they were going to eventually. And so they should just hop to it. So it's like it's it is one of those things that's it's not an arranged marriage, but they feel so pressured to like people please. Yeah. Their families that they figure like and we like each other at least. So like, I guess yeah. we'll do this. It does come out later. He thinks that his parents want the money of the Thornton family. And the Thornton family want the prestige and stature um, and influence of his family. Mm-hmm. It's a very mutually um, beneficial arrangement for both of them. Of the families, not of the kids themselves. Right. The kids <laughs> don't seem bothered with any of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he does mention Jessalyn seemed scared of her basically aunt Harper who was Charlotte's surviving sister. And then you go talk to Wade, um, because we're trying to figure out this clue, and he does let you in on the incantation that people used to see Charlotte's ghost. Like I said, like Bloody Mary, people would say this incantation to try to get her to appear. They would say, Fire so red, night so black, dear sweet Charlotte, please come back. No, 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 no. And the idea that Nancy has to go to where the EMF reader is at its highest, blindfold herself, and then say this is no. Not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And Wade also says that he will not go in the house. Like he's seen Charlotte's ghost in there. He loves that house. He has fond memories of that place. But now it's horrible and horrifying, and he literally won't step foot in it. And he was the ghost man. <laughs> yeah, that says something, I think. <laughs> that the ghost hunter man is like, I'm not going in that fucking house. Good luck. <laughs> but you should definitely go do that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Let me know how it goes. And you do, and crazy shit happens. Yeah, when you go do that, turns out, of course, yeah. that the creepiest spot in the house where the EMF reader is at its peak is in the awful, creepy workshop. In the horrible workshop, like right in front of some doors that you couldn't open. Yes. And so you've got the EMF reader out. You say the incantation. Somebody throws a bag over your head. <laughs> Nancy straight up gets kidnapped here and is like so calm and collected the whole time she's totally fine with whatever is happening and like allows it to happen so she can find out what's going on and doesn't panic for even a moment and it's incredible and she should nerves of steel no part of this could i have accomplished yeah um yeah so you get led down this hallway and you learn through the voices that it's harper 
it's Harper, my love. Harper kidnapped you. She <laughs> is, I mean, she's crazy and in the best she's possible way. <laughs> Looney Tunes <laughs> with a capital L-T. She has been hiding under the house, Bruno yeah, style. Bruno, Bruno style. Um, because she doesn't want the family to find her and know that yep. she's there. So she's spying on yep. everyone. She's literally down in this little cellar with like a fire going. It's like kind of cozy. There's wine bottles and barrels. And nobody knows that she's down there. She has a history of mental illness to the point where the family has like shipped her off to places before. Yes. But she classifies herself as herself like she says i classify myself as a chemically unbalanced sociopath with delusions of grandeur and a history of violent tendencies (laughs) yeah and she says it in the most like way (laughs) okay she speaks i I hate that this is an audio medium and that we cannot also show you a picture of this woman because (laughs) she also looks like she got electrocuted like her hair is <laughs> she, <does. laughs> she looks like she's been living under a house secretly and hiding from people for a long time and that it's gotten to her yeah yes and she's absolutely hilarious the way that she answers questions of nancy it's like almost never a direct answer Something kooky. (laughs) Right. She'll either ignore the question entirely and just say something else or say just absolute nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) To which Nancy is like, I don't know what I expect. She knows that her family hates her and they resent her and consider her to be a freak of nature. She's the black sheep. Very much so. Yeah, and you learn almost nothing before she kicks you out. And she's like, I'm going to leave you a note with clues to find me again. But but goodbye. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you don't know how you got down there. You were you had a bag over your head. So <laughs> right. Yeah. To get back down there. She leaves you another note with clues. Which you saw which like a we series did of puzzles. Yeah. Um, in order to get right back to her, which one of them took us freaking forever. Yes. And I, I I replayed it for the podcast, this puzzle. Yeah. I did it almost instantly. No. Hit, were you on junior? No. I played it on, re- I pre-played it on senior detective. Oh my God. Are you serious? Because no. I swear it took us over 30 minutes to it do took this puzzle. Us, when Lauren and I played the game together, it took us so long to do this puzzle. And then, that so I was dreading, I was dreading me. this puzzle because when I got to it, I was like, oh God, it's this, it's going to take me freaking forever. And I shit you not, like, I think I tried one combination and it didn't work. And I was like, okay, I'll try this other one. Boop, 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 boop. I stacked <gasps> them all on there. No problem. No! I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> it's a frustrating puzzle. It's the <laughs> and- difference between me and you. I think you're very good at puzzles. <laughs> I- Oh, man. Yeah. It took forever. Yeah. Uh, But Nancy, you know, solves these puzzles and gets her way back to Harper. And in the hallway, on the way back to Harper, she finds Jessalyn's backpack. In it is a Thornton family tree, which 
comes in to play later for a puzzle down the road and notes back and forth between Jessalyn and Colton about their wedding. And the gist of this is that Clara, Jessalyn's mother, is crazy. Classic overbearing mother yes. stuff going on mm. here. Mother it's her Zilla. wedding. It's her party. It's, yeah. Yes. It's just absolute, like, mother of the bride nightmare material. And it's obvious that Jessalyn is so over it. And Colton was, like, never even a part of it to begin with. He's like, oh, la, 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 you know. Yeah. All of the dynamics that you would expect. Yes, exactly. So then we are able to go back and talk to Harper more in depth and get her opinions on stuff. And she does not hold Clara in high regard. She thinks she's a very no. cold person and she doesn't have too much to elaborate on the fact right now, but it's so clear from her demeanor. She has no time of day for Clara. And Charlotte was apparently like the golden child, like just everyone's favorite and before harper was triggered by charlotte's traumatic death which is what really like sent her down this like mental health route that she's been on like she always envied charlotte i mean they both did charlotte was just like the golden girl who could do no wrong and clara and harper were yeah. just kind of there <laughs> yeah and she also doesn't trust wade um, she doesn't trust anybody, to be fair, but she does not trust Wade either. So all of the people that were close to Jessalyn, she doesn't like very much. Right. She does clarify that she doesn't trust Wade in the living world. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever that means. This is the kind of stuff we mean where she just says stuff <laughs> that is just out of pocket. And you're like, ma'am, what do you mean? <laughs> she says that the workers want Jessalyn just like they took like you don't know what she says uh -huh. but they can't have her you're like that's some ominous shit you you're just like, said harper ma'am what do you mean <laughs> i'm assuming she means charlotte like she the must. workers took charlotte and As they revenge. want jessalyn and the, yeah they want the new golden girl light of the yeah. family yes now the game gives you a choice here to either turn in Harper to Clara and Wade or not. Because Harper asks you not to tell anyone that she's down there, but you can. You totally can. And I hate it when Nancy Games do this because Nancy Games, usually you have to exhaust every single option to you before the game can progress. And so you never know if it's really a choice or not. Exactly. And I think we ended up taking it but I, I did it on accident i think i accidentally told them that she was down there and they don't find her like they go down there and she's gone and everyone gets upset but yeah everybody thinks you're lying yeah mm -hmm. i don't like it and it doesn't make a difference either way they don't find her but i'm on team harper like harper, sure if you want to yeah. hide under the house and you don't want anybody to know you're there then like that's, <laughs> that's fine, well within your own rights <laughs> it's your yeah. house too i guess yeah so at this point, you can go talk to Clara again. And this is, you know, we touched on it already when you would be revealed that she was the one who got Wade arrested. Um, but you also get the reveal that she does not know who her father was. Her mother never told her. She never met him. 
And so she feels very insecure about that, which is reasonable. And her mom seems like the greatest delight in the universe. She believed that after Thornton people passed, they remain as spirits in the house uh, with a short period of time to make their peace. And if they don't, they'll get bitter and mean and slip, quote, into the cracks of the world to live with the lost souls, the hungry shadows of the accident. What a delight. What a story to tell a child. Yeah. To scare your child with. To grow up thinking that that's what happens to your family when they pass away. Yep. No wonder Clara's kind of fucked up. Straight up abuse. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Straight up yeah. abuse. I think it was one of those things where Clara had a hard time because her mom died and she was raised by her aunt and uncle. But I think she would have had a hard time either way because her mom sounds like such a rough way to grow up. Yeah. I do empathize yeah. with Clara, even though I don't think she's a good person. Agreed. I think of the two ways that the family split, she definitely went down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Next on the docket, you charge Jessalyn's phone. And you do this using, because <laughs> you don't have a charger. For some reason. You use oranges, coins, nails, and wires, which apparently all of those are available to you, but not a phone charger. Just not a regular phone charger. So you make this like potato battery, essentially, but with oranges. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah. manage to charge a cell phone and read some texts and stuff that she had had exchanged right before she went missing. So obviously some texts right after. from Addison being like, please come back. Hello, where did you go? I'm alone in this creepy ass house without you. I yeah, hate this. I'm scared. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Clara was texting her really angry. Call me back. You know, the old classic passive aggressive call me back text mm. from a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Colton and her talked about the crazy mom wedding plans again. Mm -hmm. If you go watch our playthrough on YouTube, Hannah does a Colton voice and it's pretty funny. Oh, do I? I don't remember. <laughs> yes, you do. You put on a voice for Colton. <laughs> don't remember doing that. I'll have to go watch that because I do not remember what voice I gave. Oh, I man. was dying. I was having a great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and you find the voice recordings that Jesslyn and Addison had made throughout the night on the night that she disappeared. Mm -hmm. And it starts off um, like fun. Like they're having a good time. Yeah. Jesslyn keeps crying well, to scare her. the first one yeah, is her trying to scare her best friend. And at, I would already be like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to be here. Stop trying to scare me. I would be mad straight up, I think, in this situation. Yes. <laughs> if you brought yes. me to a super creepy place and then started playing pranks on me. They were looking into something and a spider kind of crawled out of a hole and spooked them. And so they dropped something down the floorboards where the spider was that they haven't recovered. Mm -hmm. And they also went into the crypt in the cemetery. Of course, because why not? Yeah. Well, they were on that like epitaph hunt. So 
Right, which ends in the crypt. Makes sense. Yeah. And the very last one, Addison is left alone. She's freaking out. And then she, clearly Jesse has come back. So she starts to plead with her to talk to her. And you hear Jesslyn respond, I said, leave me alone now. <laughs> the shift in mood and personality is so creepy. Yes, it's so eerie. It really, really is. And I feel so bad for Addison because right after this, she has fucking sleep paralysis. Yeah, she has just a terrible time. She's a real trooper <laughs> because she still clearly really cares about Jessalyn's well-being and, mm-hmm. and wants her to be safe. But what a traumatic, horrible night this must have been for her. Yeah. And you come to find out later why it was that way. And so that's a whole other thing in itself as to like why she was having the sleep paralysis. So you can talk to Wade again at this point, and he talks about Charlotte a little bit, how she had such a beautiful voice, full of talent, and she would sing all the time, which is creepy because you've been hearing random singing all night. (laughs) Yes. And you now know that it's hers. Yeah. And that she died the night of her 21st birthday masquerade ball. Yeah. Which you've been seeing the ghost of Charlotte Thornton throughout this game. And she's in a like Victorian style bright red ball gown with a black masquerade mask. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which does throw you off at the beginning. If you are not paying attention and you don't realize Charlotte didn't die all that long ago, you think that she's like an old, old ghost. Yeah. Um, But it was just because of this ball that she's dressed up. Right. It was like a death that happened 20, 25 years ago. And he talks about how after her death, how it impacted everybody. And he talked about how Clara, that was kind of like the end of her childhood. Like she had to grow up really fast after that and kind of take charge. And Harper like took the alternate route and like really just lost it like really just like fell into that like depression and straight up just like went missing for a time right i think she gets sent off because that's right what happens at the funeral yeah harper went insane basically her mental health deteriorated very very quickly after the incident which i don't think we mentioned but charlotte goes to what they now call the ruins. It was, I'm assuming, the house on the island for the workers to sleep when the conditions were bad. Because I think there's only, like, two structures on the house and the island. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where the fire started and she was burned alive. Which is why the superstition, like what Harper said, is, like, the workers took Charlotte because she died in a fire on their like living premises. And that's why she's so convinced that they're after Jessalyn. See, this game is so dark. It gives me goosebumps. It's really, really dark. And it's all played off in a way while you're playing it that is like lightens everything. But talking about it, everything is very dark and serious and grim. Yes. As an adult playing this game. You're like very creeped out because just of how awful this family history is. Totally. 
Totally, totally. So, you go back upstairs, and there is another creepy-ass note on your nightstand. Again, with the Nancy written on it. And this time, it reads, Push glass vessels and find me below. Which is pretty basic. So, you go, you're like, okay, I, I know where the glass vessels are. This is a puzzle. I can go do it now. Mm-hmm. You turn around. Oh, God. I'm... This is making me uncomfy. I feel like this is affecting me as much as And Then There Were None did, like, just talking about it. When I was watching it, it didn't. But talking about it, it's, like, really spooky. It's I'm, I, as a, like, I played this, I was, like, a 28-year-old woman <laughs> was playing this kid's game and getting too, I would get too creeped out and have to stop playing it because of moments <laughs> like this. Because you read this creepy note and you turn around and there is a freaking ghost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlotte's bedroom door at the end of this hallway that has been locked since she died is ajar. You start walking towards it and the ghost slams it shut. Oh, <laughs> it's so, so oh, creepy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. I'm so uh, easily got by stuff ooh, like this. It gets me, it's so effective on me. <laughs> Lord, it is. Lobster starts yeah. crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh and then even more crazy shit happens. So eventually this puzzle leads you to a secret tunnel under the porch where you find a camera, which like leads you to another puzzle. Mm-hmm. But as you are exiting, Nancy gets dizzy and literally passes out. Yep. And she's in a tunnel under the porch. Like, nobody's going to find her down there. She's just going to be passed out underground until she wakes up again. Which she does. And you're immediately on the phone with Ned and Bess. And they're, like, super chill that she fainted. And Nancy's (laughs) super chill that she fainted. Nancy's just like, yeah, I probably should sleep more. I'll just brush over it. Like, it's no big deal. It's not no big deal. It's a big deal. We will find it's a very big deal. Yeah. Um, She finds yet another creepy note on her nightstand. This time it reads A flower is a joy when it thrives, a burden when death arrives. Gather your petals where immortality resides. Place a flower where she stands before the stone turns to dust. She will tell you what she can can away and back to earn her trust which i don't think we've mentioned it but there's a big stone statue of charlotte right in the middle of the cemetery area so that Mm -hmm. is what that's referring to so yeah you find some roses you place one at the base of the statue and you have to like walk away and when you come back there's a note there that helps you do the next puzzle basically has some information on it for you yeah So you go outside to start that. And as you're going outside, you overhear Colton talking to a girl named Lexi. And he basically says that he wants to see her when, quote, this is all over. Hmm. And he seems to be getting upset because I guess the woman on the other end is like very hesitant about this. And he's like, he ends it with basically just being like, just see me. Okay. And hangs up, which I don't like for him. No. Not for him. I don't like him for it. Right. It doesn't pull me on to Colton's side. 
Um, but Nancy, Nancy immediately confronts him. <laughs> right. Not shy about it. Immediately asks him, <laughs> so who was that? And basically, he is in love with this woman, Lexi, who Jessalyn is aware of. Mm-hmm. They used to date. They used to date before Colton and Jessalyn became an item. And I guess Lexi called one day, said it was over, and like went away. And so they broke mm-hmm. up really abruptly for no reason, seemingly. Yeah. He thinks, or basically it's confirmed, I guess, that his parents and Clara had like pushed Lexi out of the equation so that they mm-hmm. could push Jessalyn and Colton together, which is just yeah. so like fucked. I'm so like, yeah, it is grateful it's so to fucked. not have this kind of like pressure on me by my family. Money is the root of all of this family's problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to basically force your daughter into a guilted marriage because of it or son into that when he literally loves somebody else mm-hmm. is just so messed up. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. So present day Thornton's not looking too hot. Not looking great either. Um, but Wade gives you a note from Charlotte that I guess he received from her way back in the day before she died mm-hmm. that directs Nancy to the ruins, the building where Charlotte died, which just the fact that you're going into this building where Charlotte burned to death is no thanks. Yeah. The uh-huh. context of everything I think is what really gets me as an adult with this game because it's so creepy yeah. to be thinking about it this way. Yeah. And it does not get better. Yeah. It's, it's horrifying. It's so terrible. You walk in and you immediately see a vision of Charlotte in her ball gown, all her glory. Like the whole mood of the screen shifts. There's like embers falling through the screen and she starts singing and she descends a spiral staircase and then it goes back to normal. As soon as you walk in here, ghost sighting. And then you do a couple family clues to get into the family crypt. Solve a couple puzzles here um, in this building and on the fountain outside. Literally, you walk into the... (laughs) (laughs) This is not another one of my, like, favorite moments. You walk into the family crypt and you hear, like, a rustling noise. And you look down and there's this, like, metal grate on the wall. And Harper is just climbing out of it. She literally climbs into this crypt. From the tunnels. <laughs> I love yeah. her so much. Yeah. And the first thing she says is, don't trust anybody in the family, including me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, no problem. I definitely won't. You just, yeah, yeah. Where did yes. you come from? <laughs> um, In here, Nancy finds a film roll for like an old timey projector. And when you go to plug that in, in the creepy room in the house, it shows flashes of Charlotte's birthday party the night that she died. Mm -hmm. And Clara comes in and gets super upset and makes you turn it off Mm -hmm. and like runs out of the room. Yes. And it's, it's creepy too. This footage is like, it's yeah. Unsettling. Don't like it. Very like uh, cliche tropey creepy found footage moment here. Yeah. Well, we're talking about this with Clara and 
Harper blames her for what happened to Charlotte and thinks that Clara stole part of Charlotte's locket. So she thinks that Clara had something to do with her death and that she stole this locket. And mm-hmm. um, she tells a story. One time she got pushed over a ledge by Harper. By Harper, yeah. And that by the time she got out of the hospital after this accident, Harper was like just gone. Yeah. Yeah. She ghosted the family basically, which is wild. And essentially, this is Harper tried to kill me. And then when I got out of the hospital, she was just totally gone and missing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she also drops that here that she thinks Colton has problems with paranoia and like anxiety. Yeah. Cause. We're basically like, dude, he's in love with this other girl, and he says that you're the reason that it's not working out. And she's like, oh, no, he's just paranoid. I'm not the problem. I'm never the problem. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Everyone else me? is crazy. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. When you go back and talk to Harper about the things that Clara said, she was like, um, excuse me, I think thought I was being sent to a private boarding school, but instead I was admitted to a sanatorium for criminally insane girls and women of good social standing. Because <laughs> Claire was like, no, name. she definitely went to a boarding school. But Harper's like, <laughs> I have no, the no, macaroni no, no, no. pictures to prove it. <laughs> She's like, no, they sent me to an insane asylum and pretended that they didn't. Yeah. I know. I also love the name. I just got you said the women of good social standing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the asylum for like the Rich upper people. class women. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she is delighted that Clara was upset by seeing this footage of Charlotte's birthday and that she really yes. wants, she literally, she says she wants Clara to be sad every day of her miserable life and that she finds it very, like funny. And the pet the yep. the level of petty yeah. just hate that Harper Malice. has for Clara. It's just yes. like I'm not saying she's not my favorite because I think I'm like totally on her side by any means. I just find yeah. her whole character very amusing and like I can't blame her for anything she does because she's been she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I yeah, I I just yes. find her yeah. like blatant pettiness to be amusing and the way she delivers it too yes just yeah and her general the voice appearance. actress does amazing <laughs> yeah yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah she's amazing but i mean she's not harmless like you find a newspaper in the crypt eventually where it reveals that harper had a violent outburst that cost thousands of dollars in property damage and injured several people on the day of charlotte's funeral and that's why they sent her off mm-hmm so, I mean, she had a, like, mental break, mm-hmm. for sure. And then presumably, at some point, she was released from that mm-hmm. came institution, back. came back, tried to kill Clara, yeah, put her in the hospital, and then disappeared. And then she has been Bounced. gone ever since. And this is why the family doesn't believe you when you say, she's living under the house. <laughs> she's here (laughs) so they're like no she's gone she left she doesn't want anything to do with us and we were like okay she's down there but if you say Uh, so yeah 
And she keeps leaving fucking notes for you that are creepy. Right. Yeah. It's like, at this point, we know it's you, Harper. You're, we don't <laughs> yeah. think it's a ghost. We know it's you leaving them. Uh, there's another one that reads, We are secrets, we are lies. Through the walls, fix your eyes. Upon the tunnels, you must seek the hidden ways he does sneak. Make haste, doomed girl. Do not delay. Something, 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 or he'll get away. <laughs> Good one. What? <laughs> We're a doomed girl. Also, the fact that she wrote something, something, something. <laughs> She's like, I can't make this work. So whatever. It's fine. <laughs> she knows it's me. <laughs> it's like the writers were writing it and they like couldn't figure out what to put. And they're like, well, she's crazy. So this we'll is just on brand. <laughs> yeah. <It's funny. laughs> oh, man. Oh. So this eventually enables you to unlock Charlotte's bedroom and get in there, which is also a super it's creepy horrible. room. It's so creepy. It's like a weird blend. It doesn't feel like a teenager or like she's not even a teenager. She was 21. It doesn't feel yeah. like a 21 year old woman's room. She still has like a lot of very girlish things in there mm -hmm. from her childhood. So there's like creepy music boxes and jewelry boxes and stuff. And like the, the way it's decorated just looks very childish. You know, it's all dusty and abandoned. And then yeah. things are covered with sheets, which <sighs> is Lauren and I's just favorite thing. We just love it so much. <laughs> it's not Always unsettling at all. So welcoming and cozy. <laughs> and yeah, we find a journal in here and she had written... She was worried that someone close to her was doing something crazy and that she mm. kept her room locked and her papers safe, which is yeah. explains so she, why her room was locked down since she died. Yeah. So she was concerned about something going on in her life, but she felt like she was taking the proper precautions, which mm -hmm. is sketch. Yeah. Um, you also find an invitation to her birthday ball. And I noticed this while we were playing, and I think it's absolutely unhinged. Yes, it is. Um, it has a menu on the back of her invitation. And through the conversations with Jessalyn and Colton, you have also gotten a menu for their wedding night that Clara put together. And it is the same menu as you said that is absolutely unhinged that is some unprocessed shit going on <laughs> <laughs> that is self-sabotage to her psyche <laughs> well i guess they wouldn't have any way of knowing if they haven't ever seen one of these invitations but if i were jessalyn or colton and i found this revelation that my mom was being yeah. crazy about my wedding and that she had planned the exact menu of her dead sister's the day she died, her party's menu is that's just like that's fucked. <laughs> like and like, it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> I'm laughing because I well, A, I just laugh when I'm uncomfortable and things are like too much. But the, I keep laughing because this is we're talking about a children's game. <laughs> or kids. Right. And it's such a small detail that it would be so easy to miss. Yeah, but I, I mean, think it's really wild that they it put it in. Because yeah. Nancy doesn't comment on it. But it's just this game has so many themes in it that are very adult. Yeah. 
Yeah. And a lot of Nancy games do, but this one I feel like crosses another like threshold of adult yes. content as far as what we're dealing with here. Because sometimes it crosses an, a line of adult threshold where like, oh, somebody's been kidnapped. It's like, okay, well, right. you know they're going to be like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But this one has some like people are very mentally unwell and traumatized and dead. Yeah. On the way out, you overhear Clara yelling at the police on the phone, like begging them to do something about finding Jessalyn. And it seems clear on the other end. They're like, look, she's an adult. She probably ran away. And Claire's like, absolutely not. You're not doing your job. Like, she's still missing, even though she's an adult. Please help. Right. Um, We have her missing backpack. Like, we have her things, her personal items. And they've got people out searching for her. And they made it seem like at the beginning of the game that the police were helping. On board with thinking she is missing. But now, yeah, now it seems like. But I guess they're they not. Have looked into it and decided no, she's just left. Okay. And when you go talk to Clara, you don't talk to her about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, so annoying. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go back to the ruins, and this time, you see Charlotte again. Immediately, she walks towards you, and. Bursts into flames. Mm-hmm. And her ghostly figure burns up into like ash in front of you. And then Nancy passes out. Nancy faints. Again. Again. It's not good. And Nancy. It's not acceptable. I think even the second time she wakes up, she's not all that bothered no. with the fact that she keeps fainting. She's on the phone with. Bess and Ned again. And they're again, they're just like, maybe you should sleep more. <laughs> and Nancy's like, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, I guess I should. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think is like kind of an in joke because at this point, I guess we it's been one night, but it feels like days have gone by. <laughs> and in some Nancy Drew Nancy games, actual slept. days do go by and Nancy just never ever sleeps. Yeah. So I think true. it's kind of poking <laughs> fun at <laughs> Nancy Drew games in general. Oh, yeah. But big moment is we go solve some puzzles that we've found clues to. Uh, There's a big metal door in the basement area where Harper is hanging out. And behind it, once we finally get it open, is Jessalyn. Jessalyn's here. And she's she's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> like, which is fair. <laughs> I know. She trusts us way too fast, though. She's like, oh, a person that I've never met that is not involved in my family at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I trust you to help me? Sure. Yeah. And no problem. <laughs> she does it. No problem. She basically says, don't tell anyone where I am. But when Addison and I were here that one night for my bachelorette party, Harper snuck up on me. And that was why she disappeared for hours because she was talking to Harper and basically convinced her that she's not as crazy as she seems or that Jessalyn has been told her entire life because she's been being fed stories about Harper by her mom, Clara. Yeah, this narrative that Harper is 
untrusty worthy and dangerous and insane and and out for like blood and revenge and all this yeah. crap. Yes. And Harper told Jessalyn that she thinks that Clara was responsible for Charlotte's death. And basically Jessalyn's like, look, I know Harper seems a little cuckoo, but I have to know if it's true. Valid. Yeah. I mean, this is it her mom. It is valid. Did she need to disappear to do this? Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's true because because like co the conclusion could have been reached with her being part of the whole process. Yes, I agree. And I get it. If she's like, doesn't want to go through with the wedding that is being planned. However, she is not just making her family worried. They have literal teams of workers out looking for her. Right. Like the people who currently work at the factory. Yeah. Employees are out like scouring the island looking for her. Yeah. It just seems like a an irresponsible way to do this. Yes. Yeah. And they don't really touch on it. And to be honest, I do like Jessalyn. I like her character. But mm -hmm. that is a flaw I think that they should have <laughs> acknowledged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in order to do this, the whole time you've been able to see next to Clara in the parlor that she has a locked briefcase in there with her. And you can't ever look at it or mess with it while she's standing there, obviously. And she wants you to steal the locket from her mom's briefcase. Charlotte's locket, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one back. that Harper um. is convinced that Clara has. And Jessalyn... And Right, yeah, Nancy talks about Colton and Lexi, and Jessalyn's like, yeah, I mean, I wish them the best. They should be I together. I hope he goes back to her. Yeah. He loves her. I literally don't give a fuck about getting <laughs> married to him. I am now worried about my family drama. Right, yeah. <laughs> so the the B plot line is, like, not important. A non-issue. <laughs> Colton's whole yeah. point of his character is just kind of a non-issue. Yeah. He's there for, like, a red herring, basically. Yeah. But he, you talk to him, mm -hmm. and he admits that he remembers seeing Charlotte the night that she died, the night of the fire, which he, he would have been. a kid kid. A, yeah, like, tiny kid. Yeah. And that she gave him a hug and a clue. And he also thinks he saw somebody else there that night, and he doesn't think it was an accident, which is interesting. A huge thing to be holding on to after all these years. Or just for these last few hours, maybe tell yeah. us before yeah. this moment, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nancy's like, you know, this was probably a murder. She needs to find the reasoning, the motive behind this. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually you get led to the secret tunnel that Jessalyn was hiding in. And there is a safe on the wall at the end of it. Again, we spent upwards of 30 minutes trying to solve this puzzle and crack this safe. Did you just do it this time through? Um, so I really like this puzzle, but I don't think I didn't do it quickly because I just don't think it's the sort of puzzle you can do quickly. It's like yeah, a really big yeah. slide puzzle, and you have to like lock the outer edge pieces into place as you put right. them in the correct spots. So it is hard, but 
I enjoy doing this puzzle, but it takes me like 10 or 15 minutes to like do it. And I know what I'm doing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when the first time you see it, you're like, what the hell? And it's like figure it out <laughs> at first. Yeah. yeah. But even once you know how to do the puzzle, like it just takes a while. Once you get it open, you find the last will and testament of Charlotte. And in it, it is stated that her assets are to change. So she changed her will from going to Clara to Harper instead. And I have many thoughts about this. Okay. Hit me. So she's 21. I realize that it's a big family business and she's rich. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she has a last will and testament is kind of wild to me. Yeah. And that she just changed it. Like, you're 21. Do you expect to die? Yeah, I don't know. In my head, it's probably some sort of trust fund that yeah. perhaps that she doesn't even have access to yet. But it's one of those things like if something does happen to her, where is that money going to go? And yeah. I think it has to just it has to be something like that where it's just it is such a big amount of money that it's kind of just standard procedure for like whatever bank or whoever's holding on to that money for you for them to just have a plan like they kind of insist on having something set up. And if she was already suspicious of Clara, I can see her being like, well, I'm not letting her have that money. Yeah. Whether I'm dead or alive. But yeah, I mean, it's it seems kind of wild for her to be so young and to have, like, a will and testament. Will. And to be changing it when she gets... Yeah. I don't, see, that's the other thing. I don't know why she's scared. Right, yeah. They don't They don't even really go into that, do they? Like, why no, exactly she was suspicious? Um, yeah. You, you kind of have to just make assumptions once you know the full story. And I think it's weird that money was going to Clara at all. And not her sister always, because Harper is her sister. It should be going to Harper in the first place. That is absolutely, like, a good point. Maybe it was, like, some of her money, and she just transferred all of it to Harper instead. Yeah. Or, because I started to say, like, well, you know, like, Clara had to grow up fast after Charlotte's death, and Harper, like kind of was not clearly someone who needed to be in charge of like a lot of money, but that all happened after Charlotte died. So it's not something she would have changed or that money would have been directed away from Harper to begin with. So yeah, I don't think that makes any sense for, for any of, of Charlotte's money to be going to Clara instead of Harper. And this has a will or money in general that was Charlotte's, has never been mentioned thus far in the game. So I think it's an interesting addition to give reason and motive to what happens. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a weird way to wrap it up. To right. Me. It's just kind of thrown in there because you would have thought that this big inheritance of money would have been very heavily discussed in between like yeah. Wade and Clara and stuff yeah. that we've been talking about tonight. But and instead, it's just like jealousy, mm-hmm. which I think is a backed up motive. And I think that is part of the motive. And I don't think that the money really needed to be involved. But. Yeah. 
I would agree. It's possible that they don't even know about the money, you know, because it did go to Harper. It's possible that like Clara and Wade yeah. don't even know that she missed out on money at this point. True. Because yeah, I, I agree with I think, you. I think that jealousy is like the main motivator here. Yeah. And the money was just kind of also part of the formula, but like she might not even realize that she was disinherited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So after you find this, <laughs> the game implodes. <laughs> Shit goes down. Like you go from zero to 60 really fast here. Yes. You back out of this safe and the room has begun filling with smoke. Like fire smoke. Yeah, you run out of this tunnel and Jessalyn is at the other end of it and she's like Harper is injured somehow and Jessalyn is begging you to help her. Harper can't walk, essentially. She can't escape yeah. this fire. How she injured herself, not important. I'm you assuming don't really find out. crawling around doing something <laughs> in quips and <laughs> yeah, like, who, who knows where she's been she's hurt herself the fumes she's been down there more than anybody else yeah yeah so she the whole time she's been down there she's been standing next to this like furnace that's burning to like provide light and stuff it's filling the whole place with fumes and now smoke and yeah it got out of control basically yeah so Nancy just takes a quick little second and decides to build a makeshift wheelbarrow to shove Harper into and have Jesslyn cart her out. So like as the room is filling with smoke, you're like finding things you're around like, the room Let me to build, build a wheelbarrow. Something. I think I can like MacGyver some sort of <laughs> thing together here. Instead of just you two adult women carrying the third adult woman out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nancy game if i've ever heard one <laughs> and i think the reason for it is so clara is also trapped in the house mm -hmm. and the gist is that jesselyn has to be able to help harper out on her own so that you can go help clara if you mm -hmm. want to you are given the choice here which is wild which is crazy for a nancy game yes i don't actually know what happens if you say no um, I know that there is an achievement at the end for everyone lives. Oh. So oh. I'm assuming Oh, <laughs> that means you can straight up choose to not go save Clara. Oh, my God. I'll check uh, on that because ooh. I feel like we should know. But So you go up and she is in Charlotte's bedroom upstairs and she's basically just sitting down letting the fire overtake her and you have to work on a puzzle to open a secret passageway to get out because the way the normal way out is blocked and while you are doing so Clara yells into the void a bunch of wild things. Yes, she does. <laughs> Shall we mention them? <laughs> yes, we definitely should. Yelling out into this burning house, sort of at Nancy, but not really. I think she's talking to Charlotte. She is, but she at one point she says, it's too late, she'll never let us leave. 
meaning Charlotte will never let us leave. She yells, I'm sorry for what happened. I sat at your grave every night for a year. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't want you to die. You had so much, so much, and I had nothing. And now you want my life. You want me to rot in some prison. (laughs) Well, I can't keep running from you, Charlotte. Because basically she's like, let me leave. Like Nancy gets the door open and she's like, I just want to stay here. Let me burn alive in Charlotte's room. And Nancy's like, nah, you deserve the chance to pay for your mistakes. Get the fuck out. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's the end of the game. Yes, there are alternate endings depending on if you save Harper and Clara, but they're much shorter and more bleak. Okay, so if you choose not to save Clara, Nancy runs out of the house and they're all standing there looking at the burning Thornton Manor. And she says, the fire was completely out of control, but I was able to fight my way out of the house. Jessalyn and Harper made it out right behind me. And then it flashes to a burned image of the portrait of Clara that we rubbed paint thinner on earlier in the game and it just says Clara still hasn't been found (gasps) it says the fire department traced the source of the fire back to the faulty furnace in the basement and insisted we all visit to the hospital for exposure for toxic fumes yeah so Clara just straight up has not been found she's gone so she either burned up or she got out herself Potentially she's out, but I feel like the implication is she's, she, I mean, there's an achievement that everybody lives. So she's presumably dead. Um, that's horrible. And I'm glad that we chose to save her, especially because if you don't choose to save her, you do not get an explanation. Like in, in the epilogue where Nancy is writing a letter to Ned, which by the way, this epilogue is Probably the longest of any of the Nancy games. It's so long. It is very long, yeah. You get, like, story about Clara, um, which I'm glad to see. They they wrap up every single loose end. Yes, they do. It's, it's pretty satisfying, actually. Dear Ned, I was able to pull Clara out of the fire just in time. We rushed out the front door before the stairs collapsed. Imagine my relief when I saw that Jessalyn and Harper had made it out safely as well. Clara finally told Jessalyn the truth and about how sure she was that she'd be pushed out of the family entirely when she discovered Charlotte had changed her will. How jealous and powerless she felt the night she lit the match and how badly she wanted to scare Charlotte, how quickly the fire got out of control and how heartbroken she was at Charlotte's death. She would have given anything to take that night back. Jessalyn later said that that was the first time she saw the real Clara, who wasn't a cold-blooded killer, just a woman so dedicated to hiding from her past that she lost herself. Okay, so let's unpack that, because... She should (laughs) have killed her sister. She... Her cousin. Her cousin, yes, I'm sorry. But raised like sister, yeah. Raised like sister, yes. And... I mean, she did it just to scare her because she was jealous of her is wild. Like, at this point, they're in their 20s. Yes. 
That's not like a little kid mistake. No, yeah, like starting a fire on accident. Yeah, the way it's written, it makes it sound like it was something she did as like a 10-year-old and then like didn't know how to deal with the fire and it got out of control and Charlotte died. But she was presumably like in her early 20s. Yeah, yes. And it was, it does say that she... uh, discovered Charlotte had changed the will and she was scared of like the family's reaction and I'm like that's just not a good enough reason to set the house ablaze and to just sit with that for 25 years or whatever yeah yeah and just yeah like not let anybody else in the family get any closure especially Harper especially Harper crazy yeah who like needs that from Clara and Clara will not give it to her and lets her be sent off to I don't know if she actually went to an asylum or a boarding school but either way she does not get her the mental help that she needs it's very selfish of her yes it's crazy uh it goes on the fire department traced the source of the blaze back to the faulty furnace in the basement and insisted we all visit the hospital for exposure to toxic fumes The doctor I saw explained that carbon monoxide from Harper's furnace may be the cause of some of the unexplained things I saw at the house. Sure. Apparently, many of the ghosts in Victoria-era fiction may have been inspired by the effects of exposure to carbon monoxide from faulty heaters. Sounds like a good explanation, but I don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah, I like to live in the weird in-between space of like she was high on carbon monoxide fumes which just like made her <laughs> yeah. a little bit more receptive more susceptible yes. but like yeah but she saw the ghost of charlotte like of well, the, and the ball gown and the yeah physical objects have been moving this whole time we've been in yes. this house like random things just like move here and there so yeah. we saw her in the ruins where mm-hmm. there was no faulty heater. Yeah. Presum- so yeah presumably Nancy just had so much in her system, I guess. But Maybe. yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a fun mixture. <laughs> in the weeks that passed, Jessalyn began to take control of the family company. She offered Wade a position on the board and tasked him with keeping an eye on the day-to-day operations of the company's labor force. I imagine he'll take her up on the offer once he's back from a trip to visit a certain former ghost hunter. Savannah called to tell me she's invited Wade to come out for a visit. I was a bit annoyed when I found out what Savannah hadn't told me about this case, but I have to admit, I'm really hoping things work out for those two. They even tie in Wade and Savannah, which I think is so funny. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to like work for them in the way that he wants. Yes. And that Jessalyn is taking over the company. I think that was, it was like full circle in a very positive way. Right. I think it's the only way forward to like actually make good on everything that they need to make good on. Yeah, for sure. Colton and Jessalyn seem like they're on the road to patching up their friendship. They both seemed mutually relieved to dissolve the engagement. (laughs) Colton has a lot to iron out with his parents and his relationship with Lexi but he seems determined to do things on his own terms. Good for him. Nobody really cares about you, Colton. (laughs) Happy. I'm happy for Lexi. That's who I'm happy for. (laughs) She deserves happiness and had nothing to do with any of this. Bless her. Honestly. Honestly, run away from this family, Lexi. (laughs) Yeah, ma'am. I can't say you deserve to be with Colton because 
his family's just as crazy. Just yeah. as like power hungry. Mm-hmm. Harper disappeared shortly after the fire. After an exhaustive search, Wade and Jessalyn tracked Harper down and convinced her to rejoin the family. Years like, of Clara's manipulations <laughs> left her a bit suspicious of the offer at first, but she finally agreed, provided she could completely raise Thornton Hall and, in its place, build a public park dedicated to the memory of the lives lost on Black Rock Island. Jessalyn loved the idea and considered it the first meaningful step toward building a company and a family that would have made Charlotte proud. If you ever find yourself visiting Black Rock Island, the creepiest thing you're likely to encounter is Harper enjoying a good book next to the tombstone that bears her name. So I don't think we mentioned this. We didn't. It's a little totally tidbit, forgot. which is one yeah. of my favorite things about Harper is yeah. at one point when Harper was like acting up to teach her a lesson, they put a gravestone in the cemetery with her name on it. It's so weird. Which is really messed <laughs> up. It's like the weirdest way to get to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the meme of the guy who's crouching in front of a, a grave, like at a funeral and is like... Barry Allen. It's the Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen yes. a meme where someone was like, this is Harper in front of her own gravestone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> just like dabbing in front of Dab. Her. <laughs> it's just so yes. good. Because <sighs> yeah, 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 she thinks yeah. it's like, because she's got like, such a fucked sense of humor. Yeah, she thinks it's yeah. very funny and is like, I'm yeah. keeping it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I love that they turn it into a park. I would not want to go to that park because I would be afraid of getting haunted. But I think that's great that they just like bulldozed it and started over. Yeah. I feel like the, uh, the only thing this story was missing was like creepy kid ghosts. And I'm like, great. Now there's a kid's park here. <laughs> so just <laughs> bring creepy kids in because that was the only ghosty thing this was missing. <laughs> oh, man. True. All right. Um, I don't understand this part. I think Nancy's really weird. She says, because uh, she's talking about creepy things to encounter. And maybe those trees. But it's not their fault they look like that. What you got against the trees, Nancy? What? What's wrong with the trees? They're just normal looking <laughs> trees with like Spanish moss hanging moss. down from them. <laughs> Which I Nancy's think is really like, beautiful. Right. Nancy's like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can see ghosts and faint and... Run out of a burning building. (laughs) (laughs) Not them trees, though. (laughs) Oh, anyway. As for me, I'm looking forward to good old non-haunted river heights. Can't wait to see you. Love, Nancy. And that's that. That's Thornton Hall. For all of its grim family history and, and how bleak a lot of the story is, I really enjoy this game. It's a great game. The story, I think, is one of the strongest of all of the Nancy mm-hmm. game. Like, the story is really totally well done agree. here. The mystery is really good. There's a, several mysteries that are slowly mm-hmm. unveiled throughout the game as well. And they and all come back around. They all circle back around and are important. And I find one of the ways that I judge a Nancy game is how memorable the characters are. Mm-hmm. And of course, like Harper is very memorable, but like yes. so are the other characters here. Like I distinctly mm-hmm. remember them all very clearly. 
yeah, I just I think this one's really solid. And like we didn't touch on it too much, but this game has some of my favorite Nancy Drew puzzles out of mm-hmm. like all of the, yeah. p- the, the puzzles. puzzles are really great. Like I mm-hmm. said, it was it's usually story versus puzzle, but this one had both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's one logic puzzle you do in this game. It's like one of my favorite types of logic puzzles. And uh, you do it once. And I think every time I've played it, I've felt the same way where I do it and I feel sad that the puzzle's over and oh it's my done. God. You're adorable. And then you get, have to do it a second a time. You have to do this puzzle twice in this game, which in every other Nancy game is like, oh my God, I can't believe they're making me do this puzzle again. Yeah. But I think both times I played through this game, I was like, oh yeah, you get to do it twice. <laughs> I get to do it over again. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. I really like that puzzle. But um, yeah, and this was the first one I ever played. So it's up there for me. It's, it's probably, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a five we out of five when in our superior. Yeah. I, it's, it checks all the boxes you're looking for with the Nancy game. And mm-hmm. especially when you're comparing it to its peers of the other Nancy games, but also like just yes. in general, I think the mystery is actually really mm-hmm. well thought out. And there's like a really meaty backstory to like support the mm-hmm. mystery as well. I totally agree. Five out of five, especially in the context of the Nancy games. Yeah, absolutely. It shines above Mm -hmm. a lot of the other Nancy games. Um, Yeah, it's a solid one. I don't know if this one is based off of a a book or not. I like from one of the original cases. I'm not sure, but it feels like it is because it has so much extra information and stuff there. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of Senior Detectives. Thanks you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> you sound like me on the intro. <laughs> Please join us next time. We are going to be talking about the movie Clue. And I'm so excited. If you haven't seen <laughs> the Clue movie from the 80s. What are you doing? It, it is a gem. <laughs> it gets better every time you watch it. It's funnier every so time you good. watch it. It's amazing. Tim Curry. Camp level. It's it's so good. (laughs) It's going to be a fun episode of us just talking about how much we love it. So (laughs) tune in. (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.